Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Welcome, everyone, to a continuation of a series of presentations Dr. Jennings shared in Allen, Texas, just a few years back. The series is called The Power of Love, and we're discovering, program after program, just how powerful love is when that love is reflective of the true brand of love created and demonstrated by Christ himself We're so glad you joined us today. Got a question for you. How do we determine if someone is trustworthy? That would be a good thing to know, wouldn't you say? Well, Dr. Jennings offers some powerful guidelines today to help us do just that. Let's listen. By beholding, we become changed. So we understand that because of sin, all human beings are struggling with fear and selfishness. We don't look at people and throw stones. We look at people with compassion and love and recognize that we suffer from the same condition. And but for the grace of God, there go I. And these people could be transformed and renewed to become our best friends if they come to know Christ as well. We look at them and we know that we can't really trust them unless they have Christ working within and they come to love us. We also can evaluate the God they worship. Tell me about the God you worship, the God you believe in. And we can then understand from the law of worship what kind of person they're becoming. You can't avoid it. I've seen this. Sometimes it's slow. I have seen people over the course of years, sometimes decades. I've known people for several decades. And I can see where they were when I met them. And I can see where they are today. And depending on the God they worship, they are changed over time either to become more gracious, more kind, more loving, more friendly, more approachable, more enjoyable. You have a unity. You have a bond. I've seen it. Have you seen it? Have you also seen the other? They become more untrustworthy, more self-centered, more accusatory, more divisive, more hard-hearted, more unhappy, more miserable, more symptomatic, more sick. Have you seen it? So you can use this and understand, hey, they're worshiping this type of a God. If they don't come to see God in his true light, this is going to have a derogatory effect on them over time. They will apply principles, even with good intention. I'm doing this because I want to follow God's will. But if they misunderstand God's will, well, they might strap bombs on themselves and blow people up in the name of God. That's an extreme example, but you can reduce that to something less than lethal and still see the same problem, can't you? So understanding the God people worship, the law of worship, can give us insight on whether we can trust people. Science, meditation on the God of love, we understand is calming to the fear circuit, which means we become less self-referenced as we're less fearful. Fear is the emotion that drives us to be self-referenced. Love casts out fears. We come to love, we become less fearful, which means we become less self-reference. We become more capable of looking to a larger reality and using our resources to bless and help others as we're less fearful. So trust is based on what? First principle, does the other person love us, love you more than they love themselves? If the answer to that is no, you can still love them. Look at Jesus loving Judas. But you can't trust them. You can't. Because they'll betray you to protect themselves. 
And the second element that needs to be there in order to trust somebody, they have to have self-governance. Self-governance. Last fruit of the Spirit is self-control. If they don't have self-governance, you can't, you can't still trust them. And so look at the Bible principle in Ephesians 4.13. We are to become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. You see, you may have a child that loves you, your six-year-old daughter or son, but would you give them your paycheck to take to the bank? But, but they love you, and they really do. And if you, they saw you in harm's way, they would run into danger, put themselves in harm's way to protect you. See, loving you more than themselves is a prerequisite to be able to trust somebody. If they don't, they will betray you. But people can still love you more than themselves and be so immature and have such lack of self-governance that they can't carry out the good that they would like to do. They haven't grown up. And so in order to be trustworthy, we have to love others more than self, and we also have to grow in our spiritual journey to become mature people, practicing godly principles, having the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. So trust is based on the other person loving you more than self, the other person having self-control. Bold points. This is going to be very helpful in your real-life applications. And third, the other person has real wisdom. They know design law. They know how reality as God built it is intended to operate. They know what deviations from God's design will actually do. Or at least they demonstrate the capacity to grow in wisdom. They are not closed off to it. They have a heart that loves truth. They're willing to advance and develop as they're able to understand it. So at least they're growing in wisdom. The mature are those who've developed by practice the ability to discern the right from the wrong or the good from the evil. You see, you may have somebody who loves you more than self, who has self-control. They're very well disciplined, but they have a God construct of level four, penal legal rules, and therefore they believe that it is proper and right for the husband to have authority over the wife, and they use imperialistic rules and control and dictatorial methods in order to protect the wife and tell her who she can talk to and that person at work doesn't give them, and you can't make phone calls to that person because that person doesn't love the Lord and be putting restrictions. And they're only doing it because they love you and they want to protect you, but they don't understand God's design laws and they're violating the law of liberty and they're destroying love in your heart and they're inciting rebellion and they're damaging your individuality. You can't trust that person, even though they love you and they're only doing it because they love you and they have self-control they still don't have wisdom. And you can't trust that person. We must grow to understand God's design laws, how reality actually works, including the law of liberty. Level four thinkers can have that self-governance, but they often, and I see this a lot in patients that come to see me, with husbands or wives, and either side of it, you see it go both directions, where the person really loves their spouse, and they really want a healthy marriage, and they really want a happy marriage, and they do have good self-governance. They are really, really what you might call disciplined people who live a very disciplined life. But when it comes to treating others, they want to enforce rules on their partner rather than respect the individuality and the autonomy and liberty of their partner. And thus, those relationships suffer. Level four thinkers misinterpret the Bible through imposed law lenses and becomes like that dictator God that they worship. 
in order to have trust, we must apply the principles of God's design. We must have people who have surrendered to Christ and have hearts renewed that they love you more than self. They have to have grown in godly wisdom and personal self-governance so that they have self-control and also understand God's design laws. And there's one more thing that's necessary. You meet somebody who does love you more than self. They do have good self-governance, the last fruit of the Spirit. They do have good godly wisdom. They are a trustworthy person. But you have to have the ability and capacity to trust others in order for trust to be established. And many people have gone through, whether it's trauma experiences, exploitation, betrayal, some element in their life where they've been burned and hurt, and their capacity and or willingness to trust has been compromised, and they don't trust anybody. You're never burning me again. And even when they meet trustworthy people, they don't recognize trustworthy people anymore because they paint the lens of their past experiences over all new people. And they don't evaluate people with the objectives that they are experiencing from those people and evaluating, are you a person, do you demonstrate that you love me? Do you demonstrate self-control? Do you demonstrate wisdom in how you make decisions and governance of yourself and, and how you treat others? They're not judging people based on the actual evidences that they're experiencing. They're doing it based on their past experiences and painting the world with that brush. They don't trust anybody. And they live a fearful life. And they end up then burning relationships and turning people against them. So we must experience the truth about God, be one to trust in him, open our hearts to be reborn, have the Holy Spirit take the victories of Christ, reproduce it in us. So it's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. We actually experience being loved by him and we are one to love in him and therefore want to love others as well. And we heal the wounds of our past through God's grace, through becoming that into that intimate relationship with him. Applying truth, which destroys lies. I will tell you, I do lots of work with trauma victims. I have never yet met a trauma victim. It doesn't matter what age they were traumatized. As a child, as an adolescent, as an adult, it doesn't matter. Trauma victims, everyone I've ever met has some distortion, some falsehood, some misinterpretation, some lie in their head that causes them suffering and pain. So we must heal the wounds of our past and truth sets us free. Truth heals. Can't change history. History can't be undone, can't be redone. But we can change our hearts and minds. We can experience renewal, recreation, regeneration, healing. That can happen. And then we must choose then, as we move forward, to apply God's principles in how we live our lives and how we treat others and the boundaries we draw in relating to others, assessing where we draw those boundaries based on the evidences that people reveal to us about who they are, rather than based on our deep insecurities, our longings to be accepted, our wishes to be loved. And so people make decisions with hopes, dreams, and wishes, ignoring evidences, and they get burned over and over again. As we apply these principles to our life, we assess reality as it presents itself to us. We apply the truth in our decision-making, and we leave others free to not like us if they don't like us. It's okay. I love you enough to let you not like me. Do you know how many people can't tolerate that? And then ultimately doing this, we trust those who are trustworthy. 
Wow, what amazing insights from Dr. Jennings, all part of his The Power of Love seminar. This recording was made in Allen, Texas back in 2020. We'll continue with more presentations on our next broadcast, so be sure to tune in. We have yet to accomplish the following subjects. Listen to this. Death and resurrection, sanctuary metaphor of the cleansing of the temple, the truth about hell, the judgment, the final message that this world is waiting for, preparing people to meet Jesus, how the war is raged, what God wants from us, and many others. That's all to come in this series, The Power of Love. So I invite you to tune in every time this program is broadcast so that you can keep up. Now listen, if you happen to get behind and if you want to re-listen to a program, you can certainly do that at comeandreason.com. You can hear these programs again as podcasts. Also, you can enjoy the video versions of these programs at comeandreason.com. And while you're there, Check out the resources that Dr. Jennings and his team have made available to anyone who stops by. Many of them are absolutely free, no charge whatsoever. For instance, you can join Common Reason, which is free, and then you can listen to the audiobook, Could It Be This Simple, in its entirety, right there at no charge. Also, books available there are The God-Shaped Heart, The God-Shaped Brain, the Aging Brain, as well as Sharing Tracks. These are small, little, bite-sized presentations that you can share with a neighbor or friend or people at church that will bring to them this truth about God and His love and how they can learn to understand the true character of God. Because until we do that, as we are discovering, until we do that, we cannot hope to have that happy fulfilling life that God has promised for us to enjoy. That's all at comeandreason.com. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Music